We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. It takes a couple of special guys to co-host during the COVID. They weren't available, so we've got Rick and Dan live from their homes via Zoom on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, we're pretty pumped to talk to John Basie, his leadership coach and director of the Master's Experience at Impact 360 Institute. We're going to talk about a book that's uh, that's out. It's called No Be Live, uh, a 360-degree approach to discipleship in a post-Christian era. John, how are you? Doing well. Thanks, Rick and Dan, for having me on the show. We're glad you're here. Yeah, and we've, of course, we talk from people uh, all the time uh, about uh, the Gen Zers and how to effectively uh, just minister to them. And and it looks like you guys are doing so well with this. Let's talk about the book. Uh, let's first of all define post-Christian era. Let's do that, and then we'll go from there. Sure thing. One of the things we talk about in the book is the reality of all of us right now in 2021 living in a post-Christian era. And what we mean by that is is not that somehow there are no longer uh, any 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 Christians or any 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 more Christian culture as such, but rather as opposed to say even 10, uh, certainly 20 years ago, there is much less of what we'd call uh, thick uh, sociological Christian culture here in the United States. Uh, Culture that would inform our uh, political uh, realities, culture that would inform the media, uh, more traditional uh, culture, Christian culture, you might say. So it's not that we're saying there's no more Christian influence. It's just that we can no longer assume some of the things that we used to be able to assume uh, outside of, uh, of our evangelical Bible-believing churches. Hmm. Now, John, uh, you guys focus a lot on the Gen Z, as, as we mentioned earlier. Why do you think it is that Gen Zers, and, and there's been research about this, why are they so disinterested in a relationship with Christ? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Dan. And part of the research that we have partnered with uh, the Barna organization on, original Gen Z research uh, in 2018 and then another study in 2021, to your point, shows that only 4%, only 4% of Gen Zers have a truly biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And, and that is much less than, than past generations. I think one of the reasons for this is the rise of social media. Mm. And, and the question is not, is it true that our young people are being discipled? The question is, by what are the forms and the functions by which they are being discipled? They're going to be discipled by something and someone. And 
in today's post-Christian culture, it turns out to be Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook and TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. John Basie, uh, leadership coach and director of the Master's Experience at Impact 360, uh, the institute there. And we're talking about the, the book that's out, Know, Be, and, uh, and Live. All right. So we, we do want our Gen Zers discipled. And uh, I know that we have a tendency, the older we get, to try to cram the old stuff in to see what sticks to the wall. You know, we have a church that's out here where we are, and then they have a little uh, a, a sign that's out in the front. And they'll say, uh, like the, some gr- group will show, hey, the singing blah blahs are showing up, <laughs> thinking that they're going to attract people. Well, I'm 61. I'm not attracted to that. That's not going to move me. So what is it? What is it that we can all do to start this ball rolling? And we know it's not going to happen overnight, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. In terms of, of, a, of a discipleship model, one of the things that we we stand on, and, and this has been true ever since our institute's founding in 2006, and it's, it's in the title of the book, we believe in a holistic discipleship model that includes knowing, being, and living. And I'll unpack that uh, here for you and, and, and for the listeners. By know, we simply mean know Jesus more deeply and why we believe Christianity is true. Uh, the B stands for be transformed in your character. And finally, the live stands for live a life of kingdom influence. And we think that the scriptures, both the Old and New Testaments, speak to each aspect of this kind of discipleship. You know, to, to, your, to your question about, about what we're attracted to in terms of, of, of church and discipleship, one of the things we very much believe has been neglected in discipleship is intellectual discipleship. Mm-hmm. Now, that may be a new term to some, uh, but this has been well-documented over the last 30 years that uh, in far too many of our churches, we don't think of, of our congregations, our churches, our pastors, uh, our life group leaders as leading us in terms of a faithful view of the life of the mind. But God has given us our minds to explore and to find out what is true, both in terms of his word but also in terms of his world and to find out how his word and his world are tied together. And, uh, and we find this in, in, in the, in the first chapter of Genesis, fill and subdue the earth, the cultural mandate we, uh, in the world of theology would call it cultural mandate assumes that exploring God's created order is a good thing and we ought to do it. Uh, now, we have to see his creation rightly through the lens of Scripture. So that's why we are really, really big on intellectual discipleship here. The be and the live, these these uh, these aspects of discipleship have been done uh, fairly well in, in many of our churches, but, but could still use a, a bit more in the way of, of help, we think. What do you want folks to walk away with, John? I, I know this this is probably, I'm assuming, this is probably not a— a real quick read. This is something we really need to, to chew on for a while, but what do you want folks to walk away with? Yeah, it's a great question, 
Yeah, and it is a, it is a volume that will require some some time to digest. We have done our best to make it accessible to a broad audience. You don't need to be a scholar uh, to pick this up and, and take a look. Uh, there are various topics that are applicable to uh, Gen Z, uh, the, the generation that was born between 1999 and 2015. And I think one of the takeaways we really want to see coming from this book is that those who disciple, specifically those who disciple these young people, might be strengthened. Uh, that that in Matthew 28, when we when we see Jesus charging his disciples uh, with the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. Uh, I think we often miss that aspect. What does what does a, an intentional discipleship actually look like? Mm-hmm. And so, in terms of outcomes, uh, we need we need to understand. Uh, more deeply, what are the three great mandates of Scripture? And and we we give some coverage to that in this book: the cultural mandate, fill and subdue the earth; the great commandment mandate, love of God and love of neighbor; the great commission mandate, make disciples. And how do the know, the be, and the live all connect uh, to these great mandates? Uh, we need we need our our readers to walk away with a. A tool belt. We're hoping that they'll have a, a greater tool belt um, for contextualization. Uh, we stick firmly to the truth with a capital T, but we appropriately contextualize for Gen Z in order to meet them where they are. So, for example, worship music. This is this is an example. Uh, I don't necessarily gravitate to the same style of music as most Gen Zers do. Um, but could it be that there are there is more than uh, a more traditionalist way of, of doing worship, so long as it's biblically centered and not overly emotional mm-hmm. um, for the sake of connecting with them where they are? I, I think I think that's a valuable uh, question to talk about. In our one of the chapters, uh, t- to just finish off the answer to that question, uh, one of my colleagues here at the Institute, Jonathan Morrow, uh, who does a podcast here as well, he has a great chapter on reasons, rhythms, and relationships for Gen Z. Uh, they need they need reasons to believe why Christianity is true. They need rhythms that can help them in their lives uh, to become more like Jesus and they need relationships, older people who are farther along in their relationship with Christ uh, to disciple them. So we're, we're hoping that these are just a few of the takeaways that our readers will have. Yeah. So uh, what a great book, John, we'd love to talk to you again, impact 360.org slash book. If you want the book, but I suggest you go to impact 360.org and check out all the stuff that is, that is going on there. So, John, let's do that. Let's set up sometime in December, and uh, we'll catch up with you, not only about the book, but what do you see uh, futuristic uh, as we look into, what, 2022 and beyond? Uh, because it doesn't stop at Gen Z, does it? No, it doesn't. They're going to start over, and they're still figuring out what to name the generation that follows. Hey, John, we appreciate all you guys do. Thank you for your heart, and uh, not just thinking about it, but actually doing something to uh, help change and transform 
uh, our kids and, and beyond. Hey, let's take a break. We will be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Big Talk Live. 